Micah. Streety. Hey, Nugget. Evening, boys. Welcome to episode number 60 of Sports and Spit. 60. Wow. Look at us. 60. Fantastic. I can't do New Zealand accents. All my accents sound Indian, so I'm not going to do it. Continental uh, mix of of, of accents. Yep. We've made number 60, which is actually 59, but I made an error. Um, on our last podcast post and did all the marketing and uh, posting as episode 59. So we actually skipped number 58. <laughs> so much uh, like uh, the, the, thir- the 13th floor in New York um, hotels, the 13th floor does, doesn't exist. Yep. The number 58 is our 13th floor for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, we, it was bad luck for us, 58. I'm glad you skipped so it. So we skipped 58, did 59, and but this one is definitely episode 60. Mm. Um and in episode 60, we're going to kick off things with celebrating the Melbourne Demons' 57-year drought the by days. winning the flag. The Demons. What a win, hey? Yeah. What an AFL grand final, boys. What did you think of the game? I thought it, it was, was fantastic. I loved it. It was great. It, it was awesome. And, I mean, it just goes to show prying it away from Melbourne, which mm. it, if, if they have a choice, there's no way in hell it will ever happen. But if it was... What a perfect spot to have it over there at the, you know, whatever stadium it's called. Just stadium. Upgraded Wacker. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, upgraded Wacker. <laughs> but um, no, it was an awesome game, and I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, it, it, you you don't like to see a blowout grand final. I'm not going to mention certain blowout grand finals, <laughs> but well, but this was same, different because. Yeah. This was kind of three games in one, wasn't it? At the same yeah, time, exactly. yeah, it was. It was close, and then all of a sudden they just went bang, bang, bang. But I really enjoyed towards the end of the game and just seeing the bench, then knowing they've got it, and you know, it's it was good to see. But um, no, well, I mean, it was bloody close until all of a sudden they just blew it out of the water. Well, yeah, let, like to not not to rubbing the GWS loss nugget, but. Um, let's talk a little bit about that particular grand final, which was a blowout, I think, of about 89 points, to be, to be exact, versus, <laughs> versus this last weekend, which was 74 points. Now, if you're getting beat by 74, you're getting beat by 89, that's pretty you're losing a lot. That's a blowout. It doesn't really matter, right? Like, once you go over about 50 or 60 points, Mate, it doesn't matter what it finishes up. So don't feel too bad, Nug. The team got blown out by nearly well, nine. Well, in saying that, I, I'd already it, – it was about half time when, uh, yeah, the, the let's call it a blackout started. <laughs> I, I the, think blowout, I was at, the blowout led to a Nugget blackout. Well, I was at the MCG and uh, I just sat in the drinks line sculling drinks until security came over and said, you're going to start paying for those? And, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. so – no, it was well, – I suppose it's just the way a blowout happens as well. In that, Well, and that's the thing, right? Like this particular – like last weekend's grand final, the Demons – like so first quarter, the Demons came out fine, right? Like they were, they were they were looking for all money like they had it shot to pieces and it could have been 90 easily. Fast forward to half time and they're behind, right? And – it wasn't just after halftime that that changed. It wasn't until about 15 minutes, 14, 15 minutes into the third quarter that the Bulldogs 
like the, the demons really even started to turn it around, right? Yeah, well, the doggies had a 21 point lead. Yeah. Or nine, it was 19 or 21. But both teams led. It was a 21 point lead, I think, to Melbourne and then a 19 point lead to the Western Bulldogs. And then yep. Yep. in the space of a quarter and a half, they the demons seven. somehow won by 74 points, which well, from that I've never point, seen ever. It was amazing. That, from the point that Max Gorn got thrown to the ground on the boundary line and stood over by the Western by Bulldogs defender, by, by the, the smallest guy in the AFL. <laughs> The, apparently, this like it basically. Then the score from there was a hundred to seven. Right? <laughs> that's so crazy. From that point on in the grand final, that's that basically that was it, right? So you're not necessarily saying that was the turning point. I don't think you know. I think Max Gorn kind of flopped a little bit and accidentally hit his head on the ground. Um, but at the same time, you know, the last the, in the last minute of that grand of the, of the third quarter. The Demons put away three goals. Like, they just switched on in the midfield and started dragging the ball out so quickly that it was just – I think they were shell-shocked, the Bulldogs. I don't think they had any answer. And, they and it was just – it was, but it was brilliant footy to watch. Oh, you know? yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think that, that probably would go down as easily my top five most entertaining games I've, I've ever seen. Yep, yep. And, and you wouldn't have said that. If, if, you'd, if someone had said to you, it's going to be a 70-point blowout, you wouldn't have thought that it was as entertaining as that, right? Because that was definitely, as you said, three games in one. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, definitely. And I mean, it again, moving after the game and the days after, don't you just love it? The boys still in their jerseys, getting on the cans. <laughs> just... You know, that's so, so everyone kind of says, oh, isn't it great to see a crowd, right? So Optus Stadium in Perth, it was magnificent. And the whole show was great, 61,000 people. <clears throat> but that, was what I wanted to – that's why I want a grand final to be in a state that's not in lockdown so I can see the boys in full kit go out to the pub afterwards so I can see them a day later still in their full kit on each other's shoulders at some random pub at the back of Scarborough or something like that, right? <laughs> like, so, yeah, that was right. a roof, rooftop bar, I think it was. <laughs> just love and life. And, and the beauty is the, the, boots. Oh, the, the AFL can pull this off. I mean, that probably is the only truly national competition we have. Mm. So you're going to have a lot of expat Melbourne and Western Bulldog supporters who live in Perth who had teams in, from the VFL prior to the Eagles and the Dockers coming in in, in, in the 90s who still hold on to those, who, who support those clubs. So, you know, yeah. well, and also, West Coast or Fremantle membership, but when those teams make the game, because yeah. it's their second team, they're, they're lobbing up um, and, and, I, and they're supporting them. And I think that's also because a lot of the funding model that the AFL runs, which is like a lot of the revenue will come from memberships. And so they've got membership and marketing teams that look to actually engage people across the country in supporting the club. There's options for you. Like, you know, you don't live in Greater Western Sydney, Nugget, but you can still be a member. And, and Well, that's the thing. They just do it, so, they do it so well in that I've already been contacted for next year's membership. Mm, yeah, exactly. Get a call from a player? Okay. No, you do if you if you sign up early and whatever you can can do that. And I said, ah, oh, sorry, Tobes. It's all good, mate. Studs up. You'll be Would right. Would have been Cornelio ringing you. You say, mate, did you really cry during that that um, that Amazon show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they just do it so well. Whereas I've got one email from from the old Mighty Knights just to say they're re- well in that they're doing that all right in that they're refunding. The games that I didn't get to go to. Oh, really? And then they put, or you can have it go towards your next year's membership. 
okay. Yeah. Whereas well, my Giants won, it was just refund or next year. Take yeah, your pick. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, but um, no, they they do it well. And I mean, it was it, it was pretty funny. And they had Gill on there and someone just asked him, do you make a fair bit off the grand final? Did you see that? And then, uh, no, I didn't see that. What did he say? And then he goes, oh, no, we did all right. And blah, blah, blah. And he goes, so you got an extra 40 mil in the bank? And he looked across <laughs> and Gill just went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well what about the talking points of the grand final norm smith medal christian petrarca yeah was he a deserving winner is was there someone better on the day no yeah. well a bit a, a bit rough when you're kicking <laughs> six and seven goals and you, mm. you still don't get it but at the same time it, you look at the lead up play for him to get those goals mm. there's probably yeah. maybe one two that he sort of created but at the end of the day, Petraga was just, he was amazing. He was in everything. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, the ball's got to come out of midfield, right? And if, if, if you do it in the fashion that Petraka did, you know, he's just, you know, those guys kicking, those, that young bloke kicking those six goals, he, he's on the end of that. Mm. So he, he's, the, he's finishing. Is the Norm Smith medal, boys, a bit like, like, okay, back in the day, if Andrew Johns turned up and the Knights won, he used to win man of the match. Mm. And, he, and he probably would have won Clive Churchill medal, right? So it's a... It's a bit of a halfbacks kind of medal, you know. Um, the quarterback often gets singled out in, in an NFL game as being dominant offensive player because they're the quarterback and they touch the ball a lot. It's a the Brownlow medal. Obviously, has become a midfielder's medal. Is the Clive? Oh, sorry, is the um, Norm Smith medal the same? Well, I th- I think it is in that you mentioned those other sports and the quarterbacks and that as well. Mm. A lot in the NFL is depending on the game. In that, yep. um, another one of my teams, the old uh, mighty Denver Broncos, when we won our last one, yep. um, it, it was actually a defensive player that got it, but it was a very defensive game. So it sort of does depend on that sort of thing. In saying that, going back in the past, yeah, if you've got a star quarterback, a Tom Brady, et cetera, it's yeah, very so rare, rare so for them not to get it. If the Buccaneers win and Brady throws a decent game, yeah. they're probably going to give it to him, right? Most, yeah. of the, most of the time. Again, though, you're right in that well, the NFL is probably a bad one, but, I mean, using Joey's example, mm. you probably would have chosen Billy Peden in that. Yeah. Well, I have a story about that. After I make my point of keepers, key players in key positions are going to have the eyes on them, and often they're the ones that are the driving force of, of that result. So it's but no it, surprise that, that quarterbacks and midfielders and – you know, win, win that award. And on that 2001 NRL grand final, I put uh, 50 bucks on Billy Peden to win the Clive Churchill medal. Mm. And at halftime, when the Knights played 24-0 and he'd scored two tries, I wish I could have cashed out early because it would have cleaned up. He was easily the best on the field. But yeah, right. they, they, they win the game. The Knights, they lose 24-6 in the second half. Johnson gets to Clive Churchill. So, mm. yeah, I think Billy was a bit ripped, ripped off there. So yeah. was I. But but in saying that, you're probably right, Macker, in that you saw that um, with the Brownlow and then the Norm Smith. You've when was the last time a defender won any of those awards? Yeah, uh, I might Google that. But all games AFL rugby league are always you know the rules are favouring the offensive hmm. flow of the game, aren't they? It's all about yeah. high scores, more tries, more goals. In saying that, it is very rare that the defence turns a game around. So that's the other mm. hard thing. So, I mean, you look at um, – I've got a, a mental blank now, but Blake for Port came from Sydney. 
Ali. Oh, yeah. See, if Ali had the game he had when he had that, just he won Port Adelaide a game, that would have been interesting to see if they have actually had a rewarded him. Norm Smith, yeah. if that was the game. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yep. But again, it's very rare for a single defender to turn mm. around a game. Yeah, so, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Was Luke Hodge a defensive player? I think he was, wasn't he? Uh, uh, Brian Lake, probably from Hawthorne, I think in 2013, was probably the last defender to win the Norm Smith medal. Just going on by this list. I was going to say, did you Google that? that, well, that was oh, that yeah, no, I, yeah, man, I'm not going to know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've got the list in front of me. So. Yeah, I just Googled it too. 2013. Yeah, Brian Lake. Brian Lake. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. And what about the other talking points in the grand final, boys? Basil Semplis, the host of the uh, <clears throat> the host of the, tra- the trophy presentation. He's also the Perth Mayor. So he's the channel. Oh, center. is he? But yeah, he's the Perth Mayor. So uh, before the game, he decided that uh, he wanted to encourage the Perth community to stand up, I think, at 20 minutes and 21 seconds gone in the third quarter and give a rounding applause to the eastern states who have struggled with COVID. Um, that didn't quite get off the ground because everyone told Basil to go fucking tell. <laughs> um, I think Basil's trying to take Paddy Mills' Australian of the Year title off him. Yeah, but he also, chance. during the presentation, forgot to give Simon Goodwin the opportunity to give a speech, so the coach of the Melbourne Demons. Yes. So he brushed him for the speech. Um, and then there was, was the, the, the gaff at the start of the game when he was asking the other commentators who they were going for. And one of them said, yeah, I'm going to go for Melbourne. And he said, no, I disagree there. I'm going with the Demons. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also then, I think, uh, he decided to present the Norm Smith medal where I like actually put it on uh, Petrarca's neck, which I think was not the plan, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Basil, give an inch, take a mile. I think he's still got his Olympic hangover as well. Yeah, now, he probably does. Basil has a lot of titles, but I think he's rivaling Bill Laurie for the Australia's biggest nose when it comes to um, <laughs> the sporting side of things. I saw a side profile of him on TV the other day and I was shocked just at how big his nose was. Basil, eh? So, oh well. Basil and Bill in a league of their own. And a couple yeah. of other quick storylines from the from the grand final that I've noticed, boys. A couple of Melbourne Demons supporters, a couple of a couple of reasonably well-known identities snuck in to Western Australia to go to the grand final and. How can you sneak yeah. into Perth? And now in jail. Well, so how actually can uh, how is it possible to sneak into Western Australia? I mean, if there's a big well, border, but you got to get so to Perth. Well, you're allowed to get there. What they were meant to do was quarantine for 14 days in Darwin, or it might have been seven days in Darwin. I can't really remember. But if you did that, if you went up there and quarantined, then WA would let you in. Uh, but they doctored. Their, their documentation and they hadn't actually done the quarantine. Or Who like were these people? Quarantine. Who were they? One was, a, one was a restaurateur and one was like his financial planner mate or something. Anyway, just a couple of rich guys who just decided to fuck the rest of the laws and whatever, and then they got busted. So, <clears throat> But, I mean, if you – I've got a couple of – a handful of Melbourne Demons fans and all the feedback that I, you know, sent them in the odd message here and there was just like, you know, so good – what a great moment, waiting for a long time. Just a bloody shame we couldn't go there because if we had the opportunity mm. to go there, we would have. We would yeah. have loved to have been there. But that, yeah. that's the one, The one you know, you'd obviously take seeing your team win over anything, but not having the opportunity to actually be at the game is a bit shit. 
And then when guys like that break the rules to do it. Well, talking of that, so all the Demons fans really wanted to go, but it would seem by the latest spike in COVID cases in Melbourne, they might not have gone to the grand final. They went to each other's houses. (laughs) So, So... So that's certainly what Daniel Andrews is saying is the cause of their spiking cases over the last five days. And and what about um, another storyline out of that was the thousands of the punters across the nation who had Max Gorn as a anytime goal scorer and their multi missing out of that uh, terrible umpires goal umpires decision where <laughs> so can I just ask, shows that he kicked that goal? Can I just ask the question? Did you have Max Gorn in a multi studio? No, I had the Demons straight up to win the Premiership at the uh, end of the regular season. So I, I was okay. a happy man the night. I, I won that bet. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, a friend of ours, the Duff Man, yep. had, had yep. Gorney in his multi. But I'm, I can guarantee you it would have been 10, 20,000 punters would have had Gorney in a multi. It was a special to score. Yeah. Yeah. And I then he passed up an too. opportunity for a big torp at the end. He didn't take it. He just did some little chip oh. kick to a teammate. Just if a little bit, a- mate. If he had have tried to do that, he would have pulled the hammy. Like, well, he was, like, James won. he was spent. Now, he also has the, the claim of the bloke he'd just love to have a beer with at the moment. The mm. footage of him in, in the, 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 the clips airing on social media of him in the pub looking like uh, one of those sli- you know sleepy dwarves, eyes half closed, getting around, <laughs> pissed as. <laughs> It, it's up there. It's iconic. He'd be it's good fun, there. wouldn't he? It's, it's up there with Corona Tins Deli, isn't it? Like, like that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. iconic photos of, of those things. Oh, he seemed like a really nice guy, Max Gorn. He, he spoke very well. Like, he was very eloquent. Uh, seems like a great captain for the Demons. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing the AFL do well, a lot better than the Leggies, is uh, they're better talkers. They're, they're oh, a bit yeah. more eloquent in their interviews. Uh, well, they can definitely get their point across. Well, let's talk about that because I think there's going to be a lot of storylines come out of the NRL grand final because just tonight, boys, you'll notice, obviously, that Peter Volandis has come out and said that postponing the NRL grand final this weekend is a possibility if crowds aren't allowed. So we are now three sleeps away from the grand final, but it may not happen on Sunday night. What do you boys think of that? I think it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a hard one because well, even now, and Gigi would be filthy in that they've already said like it's down to seventy five percent, and it's a case of um, last in, first out. So twenty five percent of the people that so I think it was Penrith fans thirteen thousand <laughs> thirteen thousand ticket holders have got their money back as of tomorrow because it's no. It's just 13,000, last 13,000 now. Yeah, true to that. You'd be filthy if you bought your tickets. At the it's a nightmare the scenario for the NRL, isn't it? Given what, what we saw in Perth for the AFL, oh, how the NRL good just it, must be how good it was. hands and in that, their faces. And, and that's the thing. They, they don't really have anywhere else to take it because the only other place is Townsville and they're just as bad as far as with cases. So it's... Yeah, yeah. Even, their, even their plan B isn't going to work for him anymore for this set because Townsville's got cases as well, right? So yeah. this is where the NRL rolled the dice about eight weeks ago just before the start of their, um, well, whilst all this stuff was breaking in the eastern states, um, maybe 12 weeks ago, I guess, 
whereas the AFL accelerated their season. So the AFL took out the bye weekend at the end of the regular season um, and and basically, you know, finished their season a week early because the AFL grand final was originally scheduled for this weekend. Uh, and... Um, Oh, no, it wasn't actually. Did they accelerate it or did they? Maybe yeah. they didn't. Yeah, or, they dropped a bye week. They dropped the bye week, but then they had two weeks break in between the preliminary finals and the grand yeah. final. So maybe it was always on the original scheduled date. Yeah. Anyway, they accelerated the games to get through them, basically because they could see that this was always a possibility, right? And, and they decided because of the fact that they're a national competition, they had the opportunity to take it to Perth and they were always going to get a crowd. So... Mm. You know, that's the advantage that they've got and that's the one that they took advantage of and had a great event and looks like this weekend's NRL grand final. If it does go ahead, it's not going to be very exciting, I can tell you. Grand final in front of, like, even half a crowd, that's not cool. No, they did it last year at the ANZ with Penrith and Melbourne. That was, you know, they had 40. What? No, what's the crowd? 40? 40? Mm. Yeah, I think it was half. Yep. Half the capacity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I said they wouldn't play, but maybe... Maybe they just go, well, well, we know Perth's good. Let's just take a week off and move it to Perth and, you know, they've hosted Origin. We know, we know Origin works. We know the crowd will turn up. Problem is they yeah. wouldn't have it, though. Perth would go no chance. Yeah, I don't think Perth would let them in, mate, because Perth were pretty adamant they only take the AFL grand final if the teams were given those two weeks to, to quarantine. They still had to quarantine. They were pretty much already there. During the final, and I guess if yeah. yeah, being in Queensland, there's you know players right now could be in, infectious and, and not yet know it. Yeah. Oh look, but, I wouldn't. You know, they'd have to be being right. tested every day, right? Wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't think they are getting tested every day. I don't think that's happening. I don't think because I think because they've been up there in that biosecurity bubble or whatever up there in Queensland, which is a lot of shit. Then they're not getting tested, right? Like, but it you know. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. I wouldn't be surprised if you see them postpone it and bring it back to Sydney. Right? Like until these vaccine if these vaccination targets are gonna get hit in three weeks, like uh, why wouldn't you? Like, but you can't put it off three weeks. I mean, imagine the conditioning and you know, training and waiting for a grand final. It's you can't, yeah, you can't do I that. Know, I know, I know what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I've seen weirder stuff happen in the last two years, right? Like like we had an origin match where half the players hadn't played for eight weeks or whatever at all, hadn't played any competitive footy, <laughs> and they weren't even training. They are like, already on their Mad Mondays. <laughs> and that's and, – and Origin's meant to be the toughest footy, you know. Mm. So I get what you're saying, Streety. I know it's not ideal, but, but I don't Nothing's think – Nothing's ideal at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't I think – I wonder if they do postpone it, Latrell goes, rightio, that's classed as a game as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he's, st- he's still too short then, but still. Yeah, yeah, but he'll be back early next year. So, yeah. well, so, so, what do you reckon, boys? The AFL, uh, sorry, the NRL grand final. If it goes ahead, who wins? If it I goes think Penrith win by thirteen plus. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets. I'm gonna make a couple of bets. Penrith thirteen plus. Mm. Um, or South one to twelve. Yeah, I just can't see Penrith. I mean, it, it's they got it's firmly in their grips now. They've overcome their, you know, their the mountain and beaten Melbourne. Melbourne were pretty atrocious last week, but mm. I always thought that you know if Penrith beat, if they won that game, and I, I didn't tip them to win it, but if they won that game, South may have played their grand final versus Manly, um, and then you know I, I just there's no way there's no scenario that I can see. Well, there's one. 
The only scenario I can see Penrith losing is if Nathan Cleary just gets knocked out from a HIA in the first five minutes and the Panthers just totally lose their way with their kicking game in the direction of the field uh, and then South just grind them out. But if that doesn't happen, I, I think the Panthers are just too close and knowing what, what they went through last year and how good they've been for two years, I just I think the Panthers have run, they'll run away with it in the end. It's a possibility of happening. Like Nathan Cleary getting knocked out by HIA. Wayne Bennett's got some tactics in there that are a bit dubious. So I wouldn't be surprised. You just uh, got to throw a Totola or a Burgess or just a hide goon in there and just to, you know. Can I just um, just quickly go back to what Nugget said? So your tip for the NRL grand final is that either Souths will win by 1 to 12 or Penrith will win by 13 plus. <laughs> Correct. Get on it. That's not that's even the definition of a hedge. That's <laughs> not that's not tipping at all. That's basically is. saying one of the two teams is going to win. That's right, but by how many, mate? I know, like you're a mortgage broker, you have to be lazy in everything that you do. <laughs> so, Nugget, here are your odds: thirteen plus Panthers, three sixty. I actually really like that. I'm going to hit that tonight. Um, Rabbitohs one to twelve, three fifty. Panthers one to twelve, two eighty. I think oh, well, don't worry, Nugget's just going to spread 10 bucks around everywhere and then he'll never lose. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I like the Panthers at 360, um, 13 plus. Mm. Oh. Throw, chuck a uh, chuck a, a multi on that, just a two legger. So let's uh, meet with Max Gorn kicking a gal. <laughs> throw that in there with Maxi Gorn kicking one, of them. even if he kicks it, it's not, not coming off. Yeah, yeah. oh well, yeah. Um, is you got you boys got a tip? Well, actually, sorry, let me let me say something. I just want to rewind to our NRL finals preview episode. Now I don't have the audio because I'm not capable of getting it, but I distinctly remember predicting that Penrith's run through the finals would be exactly what it is. That's what I said, right? Boys, remember that? No. Do you remember me picking oh, a pair of you know, you're with me. You're upset with me because I called you out on sitting on the fancy lazy bread. That's <laughs> not true. What did do you, you remember say? me picking South Penrith as, as the grand final this year? Uh, no, I only remember the good stuff that I did. I don't remember the good stuff that you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, did well, you I say picked Pen- pick pick Penrith South as the grand final. Did you? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, did, I didn't want that to be the outcome in the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's what I picked at the start of the year. See, here's the challenge. I feel like. I feel like we're all remembering that we picked this to happen because I <laughs> I now I can't remember whether it was me who picked it or you who picked it. So I'm starting to falter in my... I can tell you it wasn't me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like, I did... I, yeah, I can't remember. But I think... I liked... I, I think Souths are a good shot. I think they've got a good chance. I, 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 think, think, yeah. I think they do just because of the, the coach that they have mm. in that... Yeah, it, like him, although when he gets to this point, yeah, yeah. as in finals, mm. he performs. Yeah, Wayne yeah. Bennett. When he doesn't, he's <clears> fucking <throat> atrocious. Mm. <laughs> when he can't get a team through to bloody finals. Yeah, that's true. But it feels to me like Souths have just, they're that, they're that momentum and destiny team, right? So they've got mm. Adam Reynolds is going to be leaving the club. Benji Marshall's probably going to retire. Wayne Bennett's leaving, like, you know, it's probably likely that two or three others will leave. Dane Gay guy, where's he going? He's going, is he going? Back to the Knights. Oh, God. Was it like, you guys are turning into the West Tigers, aren't you? 
<laughs> just basically guns and does retirement plan. Yeah, we've got a doco coming at Ronnie Palmer. We'll sign yeah. Ronnie as well. Hey, he's in trouble, Ronnie. I think he's in trouble, mate. The Penrith training staff is on the field 13 times, I think. Oh, oh it's terrible. It's that, we'll talk about that later. But uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, so so anyway, my tip, South Sydney. All right, I'm going to firmly go on the record, South Sydney will win the grand final. All right, I'll, drop, spoke, one, um... I'll drop one of my bets and go Penrith. <laughs> we spoke in the last episode that um, we mentioned that the South may be the best, most underrated team ever. Um, you know, this year they've essentially been the shadow of Melbourne and, and Penrith, but they've won played 25 games, won 21, lost four. Mm. Now, in, in any other year, um, they potentially would be the minor premiers, and you know they had a pretty outstanding season. And to finish third, they've sort of flown under the radar for majority of that. Yeah, I think I don't think it's <coughs> underrated. I think it under the radar definitely. Mm. Like that, that sort of popped up in that because they were winning games by six, by ten. It wasn't, and then you had Storm winning by sixty, by fifty. Mm. Manly went on a rampage with Turbo and whatever. So I think it's more so the spotlight wasn't on them. So they were just able to just go, all right, keep the winds flowing. Yeah. I didn't know it was that many. I didn't know they only dropped four, which that's twenty-one and four is their record. Yeah. Um, but they've also got beaten by fifty points this year. Now we know that there's that stat, and they're written off early in the year because you know losing that they lost by was it to Penrith by fifty. Mm-hmm. No, no team has ever lost by fifty or more in has a season. Has gone on, gone on to win the comp. Mm. So the Rabbitohs could be the first team to actually break that. Particular, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that means much. Like, not know, now. I mean, the season's be... too far gone to that. Was yeah. that was early on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it. listen, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I don't really have any love for either team, but um, out of the two, mm. um, both had their storylines. Um, I, I feel like the Panthers are probably carrying a few injury concerns too. Brian Toto probably he may or may not play. Obviously, they lost to Vita Pangai Jr., who hasn't been there all year, but be pretty big in for them if he was playing. You know, he's not playing. Uh, nah, to Vita Pangai Jr.'s gone. He's out. What happened? Uh, he tore his medial. Oh, like a well medial strain, I think. Uh, in that game, in the preliminary final, and um, ruled himself out uh, yesterday. Ah, uh, Tuesday, I believe. Calm as a bitch, isn't it? That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All the Broncos supporters are pretty happy with that, I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Yes. See, um, I didn't know that, so I'm going to go uh, South 1-12. to 12. <laughs> <laughs> What a surprise. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, Knights fans. Fair what type of game do you expect to see? I think they'll bash each other. Like, I think they'll bash it. The- the bejesus out of each other. And I think the kicking games will be the deciding factor. That's basically what, that's basically what beat the storm. I reckon Nathan Cleary's kicking game, like yeah. uh, that try that they scored off his kick, which I think it looks like there was some footage where the player's foot was out. Was it Stephen no, I don't Clark? know how docked that was. I, I, I sent that to someone yeah. and they yeah. watched it a few times. So that might have been a bit of a Photoshop yeah. trickery or something going on there. He, I he feel does like have a massive been. foot in the, that photo. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it might have been, but uh, yeah, I look. I yeah, I feel like the kicking games will decide it, and that's why maybe Souths might struggle because Adam Reynolds is injured, and and didn't kick until the second half, mm. and may not kick goals on Sunday night either. 
So fair replacement though with old mate. Oh like yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a couple of hyperbaric chambers up in the Brisbane CBD at the moment that Reynolds has been spending some time in. Yeah, well, speaking of hyperbaric chambers, what about the Storm? They spent some time in a chamber of their own after the uh, preliminary final loss. Yeah, a bit of a snowstorm. Bug stuffy, <laughs> stuffy smithy. I was in a bit of trouble for having some white lines in front of him. And Cameron Munster is continuing to be Cameron Munster. It's, like, it's exactly what you would expect from him. So... That's what happens when Cameron Smith leaves. So, uh, so yeah, exactly. Cameron Smith came out in the in the media today and just basically panned him and just said, "You idiots! Like you've ruined the club. Like you know, you've ruined the club's reputation. Wake up to yourselves." I'm not sure what Cameron thought or expected after leaving it in Cameron Munster's hands. (laughs) (laughs) And Cameron is that not the the popcorn, the kettle black after the um, salary cap cloud that? Is going to continually hang over well, the storm? Yeah. Look, I mean, honestly, like, you know, hypocrisy was never one of Cameron Smith's strong points. He didn't avoid it very well. Uh, and also, too, I think uh, his biggest concern was, I think, he, at least, at least he showed his true colours. Because I think the comment that he made was uh, not that they shouldn't have been doing cocaine. That you, you know, don't. Everybody knows not to do that in a room with people with phones. <laughs> you got to put the phones away, boys. Well, that's exactly right. Mm. 100% correct. Mm. So, you know, we're not obviously condoning what, what the guys did, um, but for crying out loud, if you're going to do it, yeah. scan the room and make sure whoever's in there, <laughs> they put their phones in the bloody kitchen cupboard and just leave, leave them and just go socialise, you know, as a bunch of people and talk instead of having to film it. Like, I, I don't know. And the clip, the clip itself... Like, he was just filming for film. He was filming for the opportunity to catch him out. He knew what he was filming, in that yeah. it, as he leans forward, the camera amazingly goes a bit to the left. Yeah, yeah. it's like at the same time, yeah. Has it come out who it actually was yet? I, I haven't heard any rumors of who it was. It probably the was. dealer, it was probably the bloke that gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. true. I haven't, I haven't heard any of the rumors of like that it was a certain person of any type. I, I so. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard any stories on it. I'm not sure. I mean, if it's a teammate, they'll be mm. absolutely flawed. Oh, Maybe surely, it was Reece Walsh. Surely you know, they, Maurice kid. <laughs> surely, they they some... <laughs> surely they would know who it was though, right? Oh, guarantee. Oh, well, maybe not. Depends how off guts they were. But, mm. but um, yeah, yeah, but generally, yeah. Well, maybe it was just a kick on back at their, <laughs> back at their hotel room. Who knows? It was his missus that filmed him. I'm going to show you. <laughs> you wake up to yourself, Brandon. So. You just have to wonder if you're in that position as an NRL player, mm. you know, like is the end of the season an opportunity where you absolutely just let your guard down that much that you just fail to have any common sense to think a scenario through, through where you go, well, if we get up to this, What's the worst that could happen? Oh, people could find out we're doing it. How's that happen? Mobile phone. All right, guys, put the phones down. Come on. You know? Yeah. I just don't get how, how that can actually happen in that, in that situation. I think the key here is I don't think they think very well, even if it's the end of season or the middle of the season, right? I think That's it's- what I mean. So they're not renowned for their brains, but it just mm. drops another level yeah. <laughs> once the season's over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just drop their guard. I don't know. So, 
or, or but, what, what little guard they had. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cameron Munster's gone on record as saying that he wants to go and play for the expansion Brisbane team, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right. it get, gave him an out, to be honest, in that mm. him and Bellamy, well, I reckon, were having blues behind the scenes in that his whole second half of season was dog shit. Yeah, he's After not. the origin. Mm. I don't think who's our did. tip? Who is uh, who are we tipping for that seventeenth team to be? Who is it? Who, who's who's going to be? Uh, I think it is it. I think it's Redcliffe. Is it? I think that are basically the red hot favourites, isn't it? Can, so can't not be. I mean, own lease club, own ground, forty million in capital. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, non-conflicting colours. They've they've got a good. Um, you know, the mascot yeah. works. Yeah, um, and then and Wayne Bennett will coach him, right? Like because he's going back to Queensland. Yeah, yeah. They 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 will have no shortage of attracting players. I mean, I think they'll be be pretty good soon. If if it's not, then then it will only be a better example of bribery than what it was when you know some Qatar won the twenty twenty two exactly. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Yep, either FIFA or the or the Olympic Committee giving out their events basically. So. Yeah, I, I hope it's the Redcliffe Dolphins. I don't know if they're going to name it the Redcliffe Red Dolphins. They were talking, I saw something, and I'm not sure whether this is official, whether they'll be just monikered as the River City Dolphins. Oh, uh, yeah. Brisbane has now taken on this, um, adopted River nickname City. now as the River City. And may, maybe that's a whole marketing thing leading up to the Olympics in 2032, and that, that's how they're going to do it. But if they're going to be called the River City, i don't never seen a dolphin swim in a brown river. No. Um, so yeah, Fair enough. They've got to do something about that. But, yeah, I'm all for the Redcliffe Dolphins. The more sea creatures in the comp, the better, because if the Sharkies go under, <laughs> that'll be my new team, the Dolphins. Sharkies go under. <laughs> well, I guess it's a We're chance. not going anywhere. Uh, no, no. Sharkies, they're too strong, mate, Sharkies. So. Well, we've got Nico Hines and Dale Finnick, and now we're, we'll be good. Well, how good is that? <laughs> well, yeah, good luck to you buying... Retirees as well, mate. That's not going to help you. Oh, Nico Hines is only 25 or something like that. Yeah. He's a good boy. Well, yeah, he they, will be pretty good, actually. Well, when they sack Munster, he'll just do a do a uh, Cherry Evans and backflip on his contract and go back to Melbourne anyway. Mm. Well, as long as that happens after November 1, we're, we're safe because that's, <laughs> that's when he starts. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, boys, so, okay, so we know the winner, the, we predict the winner of the grand final. Is there a Clive Churchill medal in there? Are you guys going to put some money on that? Can't be anyone but Nathan Cleary if Penrith win. Yeah, see, this is, again, like he just goes to basically the highest profile player, right? Yeah, I mean, this, the story's already written. Father, son, you know, Nathan Cleary, kicking game, key player, key position, you know, mm-hmm. basically is the engine room of the Panthers. So, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're the engine room and the engine doesn't work, the car doesn't move. What about so, South? Is the is is the winner as obvious if South take out the victory? I think it's less obvious. I think Cody Walker probably has, particularly think, with um, yeah. Adam Reynolds' injury crowd. If the Bunnies are going to win, mm. Cody Walker has to be better than what he was against Manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. That's my only worry for the Bunnies in that because, well, Reynolds, you didn't realise how injured he was until he started passing the ball off on last tackle and not kicking, and then. Mm. It wasn't – I sort of noticed it, but wasn't paying attention. It wasn't until the commentator said, oh, that's his first kick. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is too. But that's where I think South might fall over in that – I don't know. Cody Walker's just 
he's rocks and diamonds. Mm. He can well, carry them, and if he does, and, and to be honest, I'll probably agree with you there. If South win, he'll 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 get the. I think he's the yeah. he's the he's the popular choice if South win, and it and looking and if he hadn't have been suspended and and if Latrell Mitchell wasn't taking points off him, he would have won the Dally M. Yeah. Like, he was the only one that really pushed Tommy Turbo in the Dally M count. I didn't even week. watch it. Was it over two nights or something? Was it? No, it was over one. Oh, so. okay. The Dally M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did it over two weeks. Two night. What do you mean two? Did they? They did it last Monday and then the Monday before they announced some other stuff. They they did the you know the Dally M. So they. But the awards split. night. But the awards yeah. night was. Was it over two nights? They had two awards night. Yeah, that's why. I, no, they they stopped halfway through and said, "See you next week for the second half." Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know why, why they did that. It's just it's just a, for Foxtel to uh, fill content, but it was yeah. you know you, you lose all the momentum in that event. Well, that's, know, that's why crazy. That's why I didn't bother watching it. As soon as I, I was like, nah. Well, yeah, yeah, if there's ever a way to to, to, to butcher, you know, your, your traditions and how things are done, the NRL are good mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Uh, what's our take on the trainer situation? That has been my biggest bugbear for the last six months. Only because yeah, you have money on it. <laughs> no, just trainers on the field. I, I, I say that. Did that cost you money? What happened? Well, didn't yeah, Switchy, you had money on someone, didn't you? Was it the yeah. para? Yes, it was para. That was the initial blow. But mind you, I thought they changed it after the Canberra debacle in that grand final mm. when it hit the trainer. I thought they changed it so you weren't allowed on the field during defence, but apparently it's come out this week and they've showed footage of the weekend. And no, the well, they, actually they, out there at, um, directing defence. It, mm. it, it can't. It just can't happen, full stop. Mm. Um, the NRL, I mean, I, they, they, they've changed rules mid-season before, but, you know, if, it's not, if they're not going to do it this week, what should happen is the trainers are pinned to the sideline and then you've got a video ref mic'd up. Now they talk about this bunker. You need to have an independent doctor in the bunker with the video ref. Now they have access to all the replays, and that that and so players now take a head knock. We'll take Ty, uh, Tyson Frizzell a couple of weeks ago in that game got knocked out cold. Um, was it against the Titans? Well, yeah. even even last week, Cleary, yeah. Cleary, just and they keep playing, and then they review it and they pull him off. And the trainer gives him this fake test and says, "No, he's good," um, in the hope that they snap out of it. So what should happen from now on in? is the trainer should never be allowed in the field until there's a stoppage in play. And then you have a medical professional up in, in the box who has wide access to the referee. And upon video review, only they should be able to get the referee to stop the clock. There's, there's, look, it's, it was an absolute balls up from the very start that you have a trainer, that, that a trainer can influence the referee by waving his arm and, and- asking him to stop play because of, fear for an injured player who may be, in this case, like they get the Para Penrith game, 10 metres behind the play, yeah. not, not affecting it at all. And, of course, you know, we, we know that within the rules, rugby league coaches and, and teams will find any way they can to manipulate that rule, those rules to their advantage, and the trainer is one way of doing that. Um, so just get them yeah, off yeah. the field, and they can only get on the field when the ball goes into touch before a scrum. And if a player's that badly injured, then you've got a doctor up in the box that can have a direct line of the referee and say, you need to stop play, and then trainer goes on and, and, and gives the guy attention. That's, that's what has to happen. 
that's what I just don't understand, though, in terms of this whole HIA. And you're right that they'll manipulate it to get a free interchange. Is like it, they they do it now. The second someone's put on report, bang, because they actually come off and then go back on to pull the forward off that they were going to put back on. Yeah. So they, they've got to stop that because that then it'll stop them from actually doing it. But you're right in that the independent one, because this whole, and like you said, Frizzell was classic example. He was out, he was stumbling. He was all over the shop yeah. and stayed out there. Even last week, like I said, Cleary made that tackle, couldn't hop up. And when he did, he's bloody all over. Like we can see that sitting on the couch going, mate, and the He's other one well. was um, Christian Welsh in the first couple of minutes from the storm, mm. um, you know, and that yeah. set just before Crichton scored and knocked out, you know, gone. But then, you know, played a few more tackles, but they were saying, can't believe Christian Welsh is still in the field. Mm. You know, trainer just, they, they, they fake it, you know, they say, we need you to stay on. Can you can you push through, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of these medical staffs are actually, if you really want to get down to the, to the black and white of it, are essentially being negligent by not getting these, these guys off the field straight away. So that, opportunity to manipulate the rules and, and, and things and needs to be taken out of their hands. And and they know it's happening in that you would have, oh, if you've watched that Tiger Town doco that they did on the West Tigers, it, it openly shows it. Like Madge is sitting there going, stop the play, stop the play, or like yeah. telling his trainer to get out yeah. there, get out there now, now, now. Yeah, like, yeah, stop the play. Stop and, the play. And, and is the trainer an actual trainer or is he just the fourth assistant coach on the roster? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well. Well, if they're out there directing defense, yeah, they're, they're not, not training. They're, 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 they're coaching. So, yeah. well, that started a while ago, didn't it? With Al, Alan Langer, Alfie Langer. Yeah. standing in the defensive line for the Broncos for many years, basically directing traffic and you know telling somewhere to run. You know, so um, and almost you know, he's, you know pretending to be another defender. It's definitely a tactic. I mean, it, look, anyone's looking for a competitive advantage, aren't they? So. At the end of the day, they're using it as a tactic, and the NRL needs to crack down on it because it stops so to stop it affecting the game because it's not part of what should be deciding game. Mm. So, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, it's like a kid if you put lollies on on a table and say don't eat it, and you walk out of the room, what's a kid going to do? They're not going to self-regulate. They don't. Yeah, you know, that's coaches. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody, nobody self-regulates, and so that's why the NRL has to regulate. It's just as simple as that. They can't. So yeah, get the trainers off the field. That should be the the first thing they 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 change and implement for next year. It's it's you know easy. It's it's, it's the most simplest solution. But um, like I said, you know, I thought they did. I thought after the Canberra Grand Final that it was they are not allowed on the field during defense at least that. But yeah. Obviously, it's fallen by the wayside. So. Anyway. And whoever actually gave, who vetoed that that decision to actually, oh, that's a good idea. Well, you know, the trainers can actually tell the referees to stop play. Mm. You know, like, come on, guys. Like, did you actually think, did you think that through? Yeah, well, that's that's probably sounds like it's come from a medical professional, you know, that, mm. and, and then and then leagues then got to adjust around it. It's like, it's like when your safety team at work tells you to do something, you go, oh, Christ almighty, here we go. <laughs> well, you know, because you've got this whole black cloud of duty of care hanging over your head and stuff. Yeah, so exactly. you don't look like and, that, and, right that, and that's the thing, right? They're only trying to think of it. They, they probably are telling you the right thing to do. But it's just, it's operationally making that work. It just becomes hard. You've got to figure it all out, you know? Yeah. So, but, you um, know, you, you, you can do something differently and still get the same or better result. Yeah, exactly. And having someone with access to video cameras and medical, a doctor up in the box is... The, the best way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely need to uh, need to look at it. So 
So, Maka, you got the Rabbitohs. Yep. I got the Panthers 13 plus. And Nugget, you've got the. I'm going to go Rabbitohs 1 to 12. All right. Nice. Nice. It pays the highest out of all three. Well, glad you could come around to my my point of view, mate. And you've got Cody Walker as your Clive Churchill. Uh, no. Who are you taking? Cam Murray. Yep. Not pretty good bet. I mean, forwards have generally done pretty well in the yep. Um, yep. in that award. Yep. I think I'm going to take Cam Murray because I think Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker will take points off each other and do different things in that game. And, and so I'm going to take Cam Murray. Cam Murray is the modern-day Bradley Clyde, who is also a former Clive Churchill mm. medalist That's right. in yep. the beaten team as well. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Nugget? Yeah, no, I've, I want to go the latest night signing, Dane Gagai, but uh, I'm going to... Uh, he never passes the ball, Gagai. Black hole. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's in good. In terms of the... not passing the ball. That's probably... <laughs> he's good on the wing. <laughs> that's probably... He's probably like that from playing with uh, with the Knights because basically they had nobody outside or inside of him. He probably didn't want to give it up. Like, so... Well, exactly. Who was he going to pass to? He's pass anybody, is he? So... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll stick with Katie Walker. Well, I'm copping out and I'm taking Penrith 13 plus and I don't think there's any option if Penrith win by that to give the award to anyone but Nathan Cleary. So low odds, but that's who I'm taking. Put that in a, in a multi. Put that yeah, in a so multi. Penrith 13 plus, Nathan Cleary as the Clive Churchill and an anytime try scorer to Stephen Crichton. Book it. All right. Oh, look out. Switchy's lock. <laughs> uh, I hope it's like my kiss of death. So. <laughs> All right, boys. So that's the NRL. That's the AFL. We also wanted to talk a bit about the NBA. Training camps are open. And if you're an Australian, really the only storyline you're probably following at the moment is Ben Simmons not being in the Philadelphia 76ers training camp. He's holding out because he wants to be traded after the disastrous end to last year's playoff series and the fact that they tried to trade him in January for James Harden. So Ben's sitting out and he's requesting a trade. He's refusing to turn up at training camp. Uh, I believe they started to fine him as yeah, of How today. much is that? So I think it's, I think the maximum they're allowed to fine him each day for missing training camps is around 250K. 250k um, a day. Yep. Yep. Ooh. So it's a day. Now, I don't believe that they have enforced that, that ability for the first couple of days, but I believe they're about to start doing that. Well, it's a bit harsh when, you know, they're the ones, okay, yeah, you had a bit of a bit of a shocking couple of minutes in that I wouldn't even call it a shocking whole playoff series. Yep. He had stints of, I won't call brilliance, but stints of, going pretty darn good. Yeah. Had stints of going pretty darn bad. Mm. And then after that game, his own coach, the star player, they all throw him under the bus. Yeah. And yeah, you know, they, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, but at at the same time, it's, I know it's his management as well. It is him at the end of the day, but at at the same time, surely his management have to look at it and sort of go, well, okay, your name's now mud. Let's do something. 
uh... yeah and i think this is a that's a that's a good point to raise because i don't know i don't know how much this would be helping him versus hindering him in terms of a public relations exercise um I, understand, I, I can certainly understand his frustration with the team and I can understand he's, dis, he's disenfranchised and, he, and that would be very hard to turn up and play for that team again. Um, so I certainly understand where he comes from, but I'm not so sure this is going to be helping you too much in the long term, that's all. But I know it keeps you out of a situation where you don't have to kind of go back to a workplace that you obviously don't want to be and you don't feel appreciated at, which I've, you know, it, that, that sucks. Mm. Um, but, you know, a, yeah, a, how that's going to affect his career long-term, I'm not sure. Exactly. And, I mean, realistically, imagine it. He walks up to training camp next week. How well does that go for the team? Yeah, well, I, I think it's got, like... He, he won't show up, but imagine if he did. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, I, that yeah, goes exactly. Down like a red balloon. Well, it, well, it rules it out. I think there's completely. a bit of a gulf between the players and then the management. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I think Ben would be welcome back as a player, and all those players know that there's a thousand different narratives, and you know, each guy's got to look after himself and stuff of like that. But I think a lot of that just gets forgotten once you step inside the you know the four lines of that court, and you're on there doing your thing. I mean. Well, yeah. I, yeah, and I think that's why it could possibly be that he does come back. But but I think he's I, – I think I said before we started recording, my thoughts on this are if he – it will depend on how well the 76ers go in the first 10 games of the regular season without him, right? If they can't find a trade now, if they, if they definitely have stopped looking for one, um, then they're obviously going to try and wait him out. And if they're winning games, then it again it kind of pushes him into a position where ultimately, you know, they can the team can afford to wait a little bit longer because their winning games is not impacting on them. Um, if they lose games, if they if they lose, if they go five and five in their first ten games, um, yeah, I think you'll find them under some pressure because you don't want to have an all star caliber player sitting on the sidelines when you could turn it into two all star caliber players or two up-and-coming potential players so that you can help your team win. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take James Harden long to get traded. You know, he went through a very similar situation last year. He wanted, wanted out of Houston and, you know, his, his tack was a little bit different to Ben's. He just decided to go out to nightclubs and get build fat. Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, build the club, get his beard stroked, another thing stroked, and then eat, eat a lot and then, um, you know, rock up to training camp looking massive. Mm. Uh, he did play... A couple of games. He he missed the starter camp and then started the season looking like um, Kimbo Slice, just chunky. He just popped some of Warney's mum's diuretics and he was sweet. Yeah. Bang! But now he's yeah he's he's back and then. Um, mm. Well, there's a yeah. lot to be, a lot of water still under the bridge there, I think, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. What do you what do you boys think is going to happen this year though, from an entire league perspective? Well, I think um, the Ben Simmons story's been the biggest story in, in the off-season up until um, various cities passed mandates about ma- mandatory vaccinations for people entering arenas, yep. particularly in, like, New York and San Francisco. So, so that in, in particular, yeah, New York and, and San Francisco, basically. Yep. Well, yeah, they've passed 
laws that basically like require the players that are on those teams to be fully vaccinated to participate in practices and games, right? Yeah. So, um, so, and that would severely limit their ability to be part of those teams. In particular, one high-profile player that plays for the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, pretty well known as a flat earther, definitely an anti-vaxxer and not vaccinated, openly not vaccinated, which is why they're holding their training camp in San Diego so they can actually have it, I believe. Yeah. Um, Isn't it crazy that, that a multi-billion dollar organisation, one guy can hold the entire ball club to ransom with a guy on your two guys on your team and Harden and Durant, mm. and you've got Irving, you know, your third string guy who's, you know, it's not better in the bush, he's good, right? So right. there's a whole organization's pandering to, yeah, you know, Irving's basically holding, you know, he's the guy that ultimately will do, determine the fate of the Nets, whether they win the championship or not. Yeah. Now, Paddy Mills can walk straight into that starting point guard role, <clears throat> but come the playoffs, you know, much as we love Paddy, his, his role in that, in those situations is better as a, you know, a reserve coming off the bench and, Spark plug and doing doing what he does, but well, I think if you if you have Kyrie Irving and you want to like you'd want to use him, right? Like he's yeah, of course he's a pretty decent player. Now, if you're an executive on the Nets, do you trade Kyrie Irving? I'd be no. on the phone to Darren Morey and say, "Are you interested in a Kyrie for Ben trade? Both mm. damaged goods. You know, Philadelphia doesn't have the mandate at the moment, so he can play in your arena." Mm. Um, I'm sure Ben would love to play in Brooklyn. No That'd doubt. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Imagine that team. Yeah, you'd be pretty happy with that trade, wouldn't you? You'd be. I just can't see. I mean, for Philadelphia, I mean, it, it's it potentially could be a win-win for both teams. Um, yeah. But for basketball side of things, but you know, how many how many times you see um, teams trade all stars within their own division? Yeah, pretty rare. Both in, both in the Atlantic, it doesn't happen a lot. Nah, if I'm if I'm CEO at, at Brooklyn, you have your training camp, you sneak in at night and just vax him at night while he's asleep. Time <laughs> down. And just go, yes, no, you just say, yes, Kyrie, you're not vaccinated. Let's go. And then, well, you get him in a room with Blake Griffin, Durant, mm-hmm. Harden. He's tied down to a bed. And then they just, you know, give Kyrie some choice words. You've got exactly. no choice in this bitch. Where are you getting now? Well, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, the NBA is obviously trying to force players to be vaccinated. They've introduced a mandate with all their staff, all of the team staff have to be vaccinated, all the referees have to be vaccinated, any of the league officials have to be vaccinated. The only reason they haven't done it with players is because they can't get the players' association to agree to it. So it's going to either the NBA is going to continue to try and force it. Or, like, you know, they're not paying these guys for the games they're not playing. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the vaccination cause went a long way to in their favour when LeBron came out the other day and said that he ultimately decided that in the interest of safety for his family and friends, for him the right thing to do was to, to get vaccinated. Whereas then, last last year in the, in the bubble, him and Dennis Schroeder were the only two Laker blokes who weren't vaccinated. You know, I think LeBron openly was a little bit sceptical and mm. did his research, uh, whatever that means, um, mm. sought his own independent advice and, you know, ultimately decided to get vaxxed and, you know. 
I, out of the I, bronze, what yeah. he does with his body? Look, I think ultimately this is going to be a little bit like the players' rhetoric around the start of last year's season, the which, bubble, was, yeah. which, which was we're not doing all that shit and we're not starting playing yet. We haven't had enough of an off-season. There's just this level of, nah, we're not doing it. And then when the money kicks in and you don't get paid, then you're probably going to do it. All of a sudden money, it changes. The, the money always wins, always, yeah. Yeah, every exactly. time, and no matter when. And let's face it, the only reason LeBron had the change of mind was because his management are going, we go this way, we mm. get so many million, we go the other way, we're at risk of losing one, two, three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And they're guaranteed it wasn't his decision. So No, nah, no, exactly. I think he, all of those people come around. Yeah, and let's face it, we've put worse stuff in your body than that. Just get a jab, LeBron. Good Lord. Well, I mean, he's, he's already done it. Um, yeah. for, I mean, for, for LeBron, I don't think the motivation is, is is money because he's got over a billion dollars, so he's pretty well set. You know, yeah. th- this is realistically his last shot at a title, and the Lakers have got a... Uh, they might be old, but they're, they're pr- pretty savvy. They should be a pretty good team to watch this year. Yeah, that'll so, be their think, problem staying healthy there. Yeah, so if he's on board with the whole Vax, that means the rest of the team's on board. So therefore, you know, it could be a war of attrition this season. You know, mm. load up your rosters, injury manage, get to the playoffs, hope everyone's healthy. Maybe the whole COVID situations is sort of eased back a bit with the vaccination rates increasing, and then really. You know, he makes his push for for number five and then they get it done. Um, yeah. You know, it's only really going to be three teams. No, well, not even three, probably two, re- re- realistically, the Nets or the Lakers. Um, imagine that as a finals. With those names, that'd be pretty cool. They're actually playing Christmas Day. Um, that's a Christmas Day game, but could, could very well be the finals. But oh. interesting, those big cities, San Francisco, New York, you know, uh, two of the, the, the epicenters of the States, uh, LA is probably you know not far behind, um, leading leading the way for that you know pro-vax uh, thing. And I'd like to see i'd I'd like to see the league go back to just being focused on basketball, right? Like I'd... they've definitely taken an, an activist slant to things recently, haven't they? Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, I'd yeah, I'd really like to see it happen that way. So. He is hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Have you boys got your league pass sorted? Uh, yes. Yeah, from, from Mexico, isn't it? Isn't that this year's flavour? Is it? Mexico. Mexican VPNs for all. Only yeah. if you don't forget to not renew and pay the full price. Which is what <laughs> happened to you, obviously, Strudy. It is. But, you know, it's only 300 bucks a year. It's not, you know, for the amount of right. league pass I watch, it's, um, you know, I still think it's pretty pretty good value. But, you, watch uh, a fair, you watch a fair bit, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a home office and I work from home, so I just have, when season's on, just put it on as background noise. So yeah. he claims as a business expense, is what he's saying. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I spent, no, no, no. It's not a bad idea, but it's pretty hard to justify. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, um, not what else we got? Bit. Nothing else. Is we we're about to enter that, uh, that period after this weekend of, I mean, no one gives a shit about cricket anymore, but the lull. Yeah. The lull. Well, yeah, exactly. So what is there to follow in the next three to four weeks? 
the, 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 uh, well, the A-League's not, not, not starting for a while. The NBL's yeah. not starting for a while. Yep. No, no, they're all not starting for a little while. So, oh, well, we'll have to come up with maybe if anyone wants to send some suggestions to our socials, send some suggestions. I'll, che- I'll check out when the National Cornhole League starts. We'll, uh... I'll tell you what I did watch a little bit of today, boys, on ESPN was the ultimate ultimate Frisbee playoffs. They were pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Who are the teams to, to follow in that comp? Uh, so I think uh, Charlotte are going to be playing, or Raleigh, which is in Charlotte, in South Carolina, I believe, uh, or North, North Carolina, maybe. North Carolina, sorry. Um, they are going to be playing New York. What's the team names, though? Is it like the Floaters oh, or the Spinners? Or, uh... Mate, I don't know. The spin- That's a good idea. Maybe the Arrows. That'd be a cool name, the Arrows. Yeah. The Atlanta Raleigh, Arrows. The Ultimate. Running Guns. Uh, well, probably Raleigh, a, bad name, a Raleigh, bad name in America, wouldn't it? <laughs> the Raleigh name. Flyers. The Flyers. That, yep. that's, a, that's a pretty creative name for, for a Frisbee. <laughs> New York Ultimate Frisbee Team. I'll see. I don't know. I was actually down at um, Jasmine Park the other day and seen that frisbee golf. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, the New York Empire. Yeah, mm. original. Yeah, yep. yep. Those sing- singular there. sport team names. Yep, Empire, New York Empire. So apparently that's yeah, that's the final. So it was good. A couple of blokes throwing a frisbee around. It was lovely. Do they play that best of? Or is it just one-off? Ah, uh, that seemed to be just a one-off. Like that was it was a finals weekend. I don't know whether it was. It looked like it might have been replayed. So. Oh, gee, so even that league's over. It really is a lull. Yep. The, yeah. Um, although the, I still I watch the NFL. Well, the, du- the WNBA playoffs are on, boys. I was going to say the NFL too. I mean, there's been broadcast more now here, so I think mm. the interest in that locally is is growing. You know, it's obviously pretty popular amongst certain niches around here, but. Uh, Yep. NFL coverage is sort of on, on the up, so I think that's gaining a bit more um, traction um, mm-hmm. than what it already had. It's obviously pretty popular here anyway, but um, with, with nothing on, if you want something to watch, I think uh, tagging onto a team and following Tom Brady and the, and, and the Bucks in their quest for another Super Bowl number eight. Uh, they actually signed Richard Sherman today, um, the wide receiver from um, the Seahawks. He's a cornerback, I think. Cornerback or whatever he is. I'm not, not too privy to the positions, but yesterday's hero. Yesterday's hero. Well, you know, everyone rags on uh, on LeBron for you know building, getting all the all the guys to come join his team. But Pat, uh, Tom Brady's amassed a quiet collection of pretty savvy veterans and, and mm. good old players to that Bucks team. And yeah, well, they're a bit like Dad's army, but they're delivering, are they? So. Yeah, St- still early, still early. There's a lot of injuries. Have you guys <laughs> the latest sensation for still um, a good chance, mate? US TV is the, the Manning Brothers show. Yeah, you caught any of that? The live commentary of the games with Peyton and I, Eli. I only the stuff that blows up on social media afterwards, like where Peyton couldn't fit the helmet on and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a bit yeah, of a reach like, for ESPN, looks, but um, it looks entertaining. People are digging it. Yeah, I mean, they're getting some pretty good guests on there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that's all you need, right. It's just like this this show. If we got a couple of good people on it, we go gangbusters. <laughs> we'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to bring in some yesterday's heroes. Yep, absolutely. Very good. <laughs> well, all you can do is ask. <laughs> all right, boys. Well good done. Chat, gentlemen. All right. Number 60 in the books. Yep. 
and NRL, NRL season coming to an end, and then uh, yeah, we'll have to cook something up for the um, for the we'll downtime. Give, we'll give it a week or two. That way, some uh, scandalous pictures of of the COVID breach bubbles and all that from the NRL grand. Yeah, there's always and, that. Yeah, there's yeah. always always an off season scandal. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't even think cricket's is, is cricket even going to go ahead. Can we even play? Can can we have a cricket season this year? Is that even possible? Well, that's, they're still trying to decide whether or not the English team will come out for the Ashes. Um, oh, yeah. And, and if they do, what quarantine requirements will they be forced to undertake and where will the games be scheduled? Because of the state border closures, there's controversy over whether or not they'll, they'll be able to go ahead with it as scheduled. So uh, I think, yeah, the first test, you know, it, it's, it's in November, but whether it goes ahead or not, they're not sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, also, it's uh, for the foreseeable future till the NBA starts, it might be the NFL and the EPL, English yep. Premier League. You're following yep. on uh, Ronaldo Man U. Pretty, pretty cool story. He's playing some good football there. And like I said, I'll do a bit of research before next one on the National Coal Championship and let you know. <laughs> we look forward to the rundown, Nugget. Sounds <laughs> exciting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well done. No worries, gentlemen. We'll catch you next time. And everybody else for number 61. Adios, amigos. Adios.